Welcome to the Chaos and Order podcast. I'm Matthew, and I want to help you exist in the chaos of our world. I believe in freedom and responsibility. I realize we are often responsible for most of the chaos in our lives. So let's cut some chaos and add order where we can. However, change and growth will take work and add chaos. Do it anyway. Yes, I'm on a personal development journey rooted in philosophy, and I want to share some knowledge with you. Quick disclaimer, I am not your therapist. I have one, we should all have one, and I can recommend one to you if you'd like. But this is not a replacement for professional help. So stick around and discover, I am just as likely to be goofy as I am professional. Welcome to episode two. I'm Matthew, your chaos and order coach. And today I want to dive in to one of the most amazing ideas or books or even really just thinkers who has changed my life forever. And I think you will learn a lot from them today too. His name is Aristotle, and he's known as the common sense philosopher. His ideas have really ruled the West for the last 2,300 years since he died, but I fear we've been getting away from them in the last couple hundred years. Most of what we talk about today came from his book, Nicomachean Ethics. It was written to his son, Nicomachius, to teach him how to live the good life. So let's dive in. I want to let you in on a little secret. I don't want to be happy. Happiness is temporary. It's fleeting. And today, most people, when talking about happiness, really mean pleasure. Happiness is temporary. It's fickle. It's changing. And it's 100% based on luck. Thank you to Dictionary.com, whom I found over the last decade or so, has had better and more precise definitions of words than a lot of the other dictionaries online. Dictionary.com says that happy is being delighted, pleased, glad as over a particular thing. Second definition, characterized by or indicative of pleasure, contentment, or joy. Skipping one that doesn't apply to this conversation today, the fourth definition, favored by fortune, fortunate, or lucky. And yes, indeedy, that's just it. Happiness is 100% dependent upon luck. That's what the Latin root hap means. H-A-P, hap. Think about it. Happenstance, perhaps, or even happen. As in, I really hope that happens this weekend like we plan. Happiness is 100% out of our control. And if I had any control over my luck, there would be a few major things that I would change in my life. And when you think about it, the things that you do that you think will bring you happiness, and here we're going back to happiness meaning pleasure, often fail to bring you the pleasure that you seek. So when I say I don't want to be happy, what I'm saying is I don't want to be in a constant state of pleasure throughout my entire day or life. And here, kind of keeping consistent with the theme of the show, maybe we could equate happiness or pleasure to order, and obviously chaos, with suffering or unhappy. Happiness is easy. Pleasure is easy. I can eat a zebra cake or a bag of gummy bears and be happy while eating them and experiencing the pleasure of them. I can be happy by getting drunk or stoned and experiencing the pleasure that comes along with those things. But especially as you get older, you will realize that pleasure often comes with a hell of a lot of pain. And so you don't actually get that happiness that you sought in doing that temporary thing that you thought was going to bring you some pleasure. And if I'm just going to be completely frank, if all you want is pleasure, you could get laid or masturbate and maybe get lucky and have a great orgasm. But let's be honest, there's also bad orgasm. So what do I want? I want to be blessed. 
Now, please understand this is not, or at least not necessarily in the religious sense. We're talking about Aristotle, who's a little over 300 years before the birth of Jesus. So this is certainly more ancient, and for the most part, secular, that is, not in the religious sense, wisdom given to us by the Greeks. Now, yes, the Greeks interpreted almost everything religiously and kind of got in trouble when they didn't, so there is some religious element to this. The word Aristotle used for blessed is eudaimonia. Now, folks, I took a lot of hours of languages in undergrad, and I love words. Because just by looking at these words, we can see what they actually mean and gain some knowledge and wisdom from them. The root word for eudaimonia is daimon, not daimund, with a D on the end, daimon. And yes, it looks like demon if you change the I-A diphthong to an E, but that's not what we're talking about here. To the Greeks, daimon simply meant spirit, not good or bad, not angel or demon, spirit, as in your spirit within you. The E-U prefix, you know that one, euphoria, utopia, unfortunately, eugenics, and of course, euthanasia and eulogy. Well, not to confuse illustrations here, but euphoria is, yes, a euphoric state that maybe you get from a drink or a drug, or great sex, utopia, a great place to live or a great place, good place, eugenics, of course, good breeding, euthanasia, of course, where you give your friend or loved one a good death or merciful death from an incurable disease, and then eulogy, a good word that you offer about your loved one at their funeral, where maybe you smothered them with a pillow the night before because they kept putting the toilet paper on its holder backwards. The I-A suffix at the end of eudaimonia isn't really a word here, but showing a state of permanence. And so what eudaimonia means is a permanent good spirit. Unfortunately, yes, it was often translated as happy, but that's not what it means. A, it's not permanent, and B, it's not based on luck. Eudaimonia, a permanent good spirit, is best translated as blessed. And the easiest way to see this is you're not going to be happy on the worst day of your life, but you can be blessed on the worst day of your life. So I hope you're starting to see that there is a world of difference between happiness and blessed. Now, how do we become blessed? This is not easy. And it's going to take a lot of work. And as we've discovered, work often brings chaos. So what work do you have to do? You need to fulfill your purpose, your purpose as a human being. The Greek word for this is telos, and it means end, aim, goal, or purpose. Aristotle said the human telos was to realize your capacities as a rational mammal and live a life of virtue in accordance with reason. There's really three parts to that here. To realize your capacities as a rational mammal. We are, after all, mammals. But to realize your capacity, that's different than mine. That's different than everybody else's on this planet right now. So first, we need to really meet our potential. You're not going to become blessed sitting around on the couch, eating gummy bears and zebra cakes, maybe smoking weed or drinking some beer, and enjoying the base pleasures, the simple pleasures in life, you've got to get out there and you've got to work. You must realize your potential as a rational mammal or human being and live a life of virtue. The second clause there is live a life of virtue. Serial killers might experience pleasure, but it'd be pretty stinking hard to say that they are blessed. And so you must be virtuous to become blessed. 
Now, what does Aristotle mean by being virtuous? The same word in Greek that we translate as virtue could also, and actually, is better translated as excellent or excellence. It's about perfecting a skill. There are crappy carpenters and there are excellent carpenters. There's crappy automakers or computer makers, and there's excellent computer makers or car makers. Certainly around your office, you know people who are excellent employees and crappy employees. Aristotle gives us a few examples of how something functions excellently or virtuously. One of the most relatable is a knife. An excellent knife holds an edge. It doesn't need to be sharpened after every tomato or kiwi that you cut. It doesn't rust, and you can use it to accomplish any task in its field. On the contrary, a crappy knife needs to be sharpened after every potato, steak, or whatever the hell you're cutting. So how something functions for the Greeks defines it. And thus, how you function as a human being defines you. So how do we judge if something is a crappy or excellent something or other? You must know its purpose. You must know its telos. Remember end, aim, goal, or purpose. If I spend my weekends farting around on Facebook, watching TV and eating gummy bears and zebra cakes, I am not realizing my potential, realizing my capacity as a rational mammal. I'm certainly not being virtuous to myself or others. That is not an excellent lifestyle. And so you could absolutely judge me as a crappy human being, or in this case, an excellent couch potato and a crappy professor. So there's the first two clauses, realizing your capacity as a rational animal and living a life of virtue. And then the last clause, in accordance with reason. The Greeks, or especially the Athenians, were all about reason. Because this is what separates us from the animals. And that's why Aristotle stresses you're a rational animal or rational mammal. You have a brain, and you must use it to separate yourself from the other animals in existence. He actually talks a lot about this, and let me summarize some of this and tie together some things we've already talked about. Think about any herd animal, a cow, a coyote. When they get hungry, they eat, and they receive pleasure from ending the hunger pain. When they get thirsty, they drink. They quench their thirst, and they receive pleasure. When they get horny, they procreate, and they receive pleasure. If all you are seeking in life is pleasure, then Aristotle would say you're living the life of a beast. Now that sounds mean, obviously, but you're really just living the life of a mammal. And that's exactly what my cats do. They're not rational animals. They're animals. We have the most amazing brain or faculty of rationality. And if all you're using it for is pleasure, then it is not meeting its potential. So no wonder you get a little frustrated. You get a little annoyed at the average existence of day in and day out living. You must push yourself each day to function excellently. Now for real, I don't judge. And I know better than anybody else on this planet, I have had periods of laziness in my life where I absolutely was not realizing my capacity as a rational animal. And these few extra pounds that make up my belly are the consequence of some of those days, weeks, months, and yeah, okay, maybe even years. I have an amazing library. You can see it in some of my posts on Instagram. I could have been reading those and exercising my mind. Unfortunately, I also have a lot of workout equipment in my house that I have not always used over the years, and I could have been using it to exercise my body, but I was not realizing my potential. And now in hindsight, I can see I was really only seeking 
pleasure, not blessedness, and beyond that, I sure as hell was not happy. I thought I was at the time, or maybe using the happiness of TV shows, movies, games on my phone, zebra cakes, gummy bear, alcohol, and maybe a few other what we could call fun time leafy green vegetables here and there. Hey, I went to public high school. I got two educations. But in the end, I thought it was going to make me happy because I didn't know the difference. So let me congratulate you. You're listening to this podcast and hopefully a bunch of other personal development or self-help type things because you realize some of the things in your life are not fulfilling you like you thought they would. Next, I want to encourage you to start writing stuff down. You can call it a journal. You can call it a diary. Honestly, most of the time I write stuff down on the back of tests or handouts from class that we didn't need or on the back of the tests that I take to school to Xerox, and they usually get thrown away within a month. But you got to get that stuff out of your head. You got to write it down, folks. So start writing down. First, things that you have accomplished, things that you are proud of yourself with, areas of your life that were chaotic and you brought some order. And then where are you not? Realizing your capacities as a rational animal and living a life of virtue in accordance with reason. Start thinking about the purpose of your life. What potential do you know you have that you are not actualizing? What area, skill, hobby, role as a parent, child, employee, employer, what area of your life are you not functioning excellently in? Maybe keep that paper with you for a week. I used to carry those things around in my back pocket and look at them from time to time throughout the day and think about simple and easy things I could do to make my life better. Areas where I could function more excellently, because let me make one thing very, very clear. With Aristotle, you will not be blessed if you are not excellent. Let me say that again. If you are not functioning excellently, the best that you can hope for is occasional, temporary, fickle, futile moments of happiness or pleasure and not blessedness. So be proud of yourself and celebrate all these great accomplishments you have made. And then write down two or three or four things that you are going to make a conscious effort to work on in the next week or month. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, reach out to me on Instagram or Gmail and let me know how I can help. And please let me know some things so I can celebrate them with you. Because here's the deal, folks. Oftentimes, our lives get busy, they get chaotic, and we forget to develop ourselves each and every day. We put our own well-being on the back burner to friends, families, bosses, and other responsibilities. And then we wonder why we're not happy or blessed. Because you haven't done any self-improvement or personal development for yourself lately. And believe me when I say, I have found myself so complacent, so comfortable in what I could call an orderly state, but I was really just existing. And I really wasn't even happy. I sure as hell wasn't blessed. I did not have a permanent good spirit because I was neglecting myself. I wasn't doing anything to realize my capacities as a rational animal, even though I was going to class every day and teaching some of the most amazing philosophical thoughts. And what I've found is, when you learn to function excellently, fulfilling your 
telos or purpose as a human being, the effect of that is just a little bit more happiness. Or maybe I'm just aware of how many good things I have in my life. And it makes the annoying stuff, the bad stuff, the frustrating stuff, the chaotic stuff just a little bit more easy to handle. Because happiness is a temporary feeling. It is fickle and it is futile. But eudaimonia, or blessedness, is a state of being. It's a different way that you exist. Because here is one of the most simple truths that we often forget and neglect. Happiness is a feeling. And feelings, more often than not, are reactions to the circumstances of our lives or the world. And those are more often than not outside of our control. If 2020 taught us anything, most crap is outside of our control. But what Aristotle is trying to teach us here is that we can function intentionally, get out of bed each morning, ready to function excellently, and realize your capacities as a rational mammal and live a life of virtue in accordance with reason. That is within your control. And again, I think you'll find with this change in your mindset, the side effect of this will be happiness. But you'll realize that's not what you're seeking. You're seeking that permanent good spirit. And this is what takes you from being average to being excellent. And that's why I say in the intro that I'm on a personal development journey. Because functioning excellently can be attained, but it also must be maintained. And we all know that journeys are better with friends. So until next time, my friends, make wise choices. Celebrate where you are, realizing your capacities as a rational mammal, and functioning excellently or virtuously. And take at least 10 minutes every day and try something new to better your life. Even if it means you have to get up 10 minutes earlier. And for me, that is often the most chaotic thing for me to do. But that's how we bring order to the chaos of our lives where we can and chaos to our world where we need. Thank you so much for listening. Please take a second and leave me a review on whatever platform you were listening. This is very important to me and critical for new podcasts. On Instagram and Gmail, I am Chaos and Order Coach. So please share this with all of your friends. Help me grow this community, for real. Think of it as our podcast. Tell me what topics you want to discuss. If I have not already read a book on it, I probably will for you. So until next time, you know the drill. Make wise choices.